0: Are you ready? Go. It's time go. to separate the men from the boys. Go, go, go Africa! Go. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective.
1: Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3 right here on the Ginger's Perspective. And what a weekend it has been for goals. 36 in the Barclays Premier League. Just seven short of what would have equaled the record. 43 over the weekend back in 2011. So it was a goal fest of note. Except for the teams on Sunday, including Manchester United, Mo. Who, um... (laughs) What's going on there? I mean, we were expecting a a few more... Well, actually, we weren't expecting a lot of goals. We were expecting a draw. And... um, the, the Red Devils didn't quite read the script. They had other ideas, which is good for Jose Mourinho and the confidence at Old Trafford.
0: Yeah, firstly, I mean, it's another amazing weekend in the Premier League. You know, Chelsea racking up their ninth win in a row. And they need two more to equal Man United's record. Arsenal keeping up with a win. So, they, you know, they're sticking with Chelsea. And uh, you know, some, something strange is happening in the Premier League with those goals. I mean very few clean sheets. Uh, I think like this weekend there were only four. That's, uh, that's an odd thing to be happening in the Premier League. But uh, talking about Man United, yeah, uh, we, we predicted it was going to be a scrappy affair. United once again created chances, didn't put them away. Popeye hit the post. You know, Lattain had a few. And, but uh, Mkhitaryan is, uh, <laughs> was showing he's, he's a class actor. I mean, he stood out. He was the man involved in everything, but now he's injured for like that's going to be a bit of a downer but uh, yeah it was it was one of those games where you knew you you thought Spurs might
1: get something towards the end, but they just they just couldn't do it eh? yeah I think Spurs actually suffered from some stage fright Uh, similar to that North London derby it was it was a similar similar current so they just failed to pull the trigger but Mkhitaryan as you said what a finish that was a was a rocket there was no way Loris was going to save that. I think some of the best keepers in yeah. the Premier League would not have touched that goal.
0: Yeah, he smashed it in proper. He's, he's really turning, he's, he's turning into a quality player for, for Man United. You know, two goals in two
1: matches. Uh, he did come with a hefty price tag and starting to show his worth, which is always a good thing. So, uh, as you said, Chelsea top of the Barclays Premier League. 37 points from 15 matches. Diego Costa is proving to be the man to have in your fantasy side. I know we usually talk fantasy football at the end of the podcast, but man oh man, is he hungry and scoring goals. He continues to find the back of the net when Chelsea desperately need him to. And and at the end of the day, they got a sneaky 1-0 win, but Costa's goal was also a rocket. Yeah, he's got a quality fit, he's got a quality goal.
0: And uh, I mean, like we said, Antonio Conte got him playing in the right, uh, the right way. More, more get goals, less of the you know the argy of the of fighting with players and fighting people and you know, that type of starting
1: fight. I mean, I wasn't he the peacemaker in that game with Man City. I think he uh, was. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fights, and and it's become a bit of a public spat at the moment. Is is Liverpool's goalkeeper, has got some unwanted attention. Look, he hasn't been great, uh, but behind the sticks. He's still a youngster, first time in the Premier League. But Gary Neville uh, had a bit of a go at him. He then was interviewed in an article midweek, having a go back at Gary Neville, um, questioning all sorts of things. Then Phil Neville, on BBC's Match of the Day, had a go at Carrier, so almost defending his brother. This is what he had to say. Take a listen. Does he deserve a little bit of slack at the moment, given what is in front of him and given he is new to the league? Do you know, I, th- I think my criticism of him is not actually the mistakes he's making in the game. It- it's maybe the article he did in midweek when, when, you're a y- when you're a young player and you're making mistakes or you're breaking into the team. You do your training, you do your practice, you work as hard as you possibly can. You play on a Saturday and you say nothing to no one until you've got a couple of seasons under your belt and then you can come out and start shouting your mouth off or having a go at pundits. And that's where I think he's made the biggest mistake. Keep your mouth shut, do your job, oh, go home, have just, your tea and play football. He's just sticking up for his oh, brother. Going, yeah. <laughs> All right, Mo, so there you have it. Now, I believe after Phil Neville jumped to the defence of his brother, Jürgen Klopp has had a swipe at Gary Neville because, let's be honest, his little stint in Spain didn't quite go according to plan.
0: Yeah, Gary Neville and Phil Neville, I mean, they they TV pundits, so... You know, they're going to look for a little bit of scandal and they're going to slate players and slam them. Look, uh, you know, the goalkeeper at Liverpool hasn't been the best. But, you know, the same thing was said about David De Gea when he started at Man United. They were, everybody was slamming him that he's not good enough and today he's like the top keeper. So, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of, you know, I think it's just handbags. They, they don't really need to. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, the, the Neville brothers are seen as, pundits, they are supposedly experts, but you know, they failed at management. Gary Neville tanked horribly in Spain, and uh, you know, but and Jürgen Klopp, boy, he's going to have to, not, he has to come in and defend his goalkeeper. I mean, he's sticking by the keeper. He's, he, he can't be seen as a manager that doesn't you know stand by his keeper. But uh, at the same time, the same thing happens with Thierry Henry when he slams Arsenal. You know, Arsene Wenger is a, uh, a go at him
1: as well. Yeah, well, they can't really have a go at Arsenal at the moment. 3-1 over Stoke City. A good result. Walcott, Ozil. People are firing. The Gunners are seriously firing on all cylinders. And just three points adrift of Chelsea, their London rivals now. Three points clear of Liverpool, who are third. The Arsenal, we uh, should say a sneaky bet, potentially, for the title. I mean, they're there and thereabouts. We're heading towards sort of that halfway point and the busy Christmas period or festive season period. The Arsenal, though, have to worry about some Champions League problems first, though, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah they've got, they, you know, groundhog day. They've been drawn by in Munich again. And, uh, you know, I think that if that match doesn't go to plan, it could just, you know, cause a calamity in the uh, Premier League uh, ambitions. And it has happened before, where the minute they get dumped out of the Champions League, their league form slips away. result, they also scored a stunner with, with his head I think I mean uh, that was a uh, good goal and then also, also the other English teams like Man City have got Monaco Leicester got Sevilla so there's
1: some uh, pretty interesting games Let, Let's touch on uh, those two teams because Leicester mm-hmm. City did what everyone did not expect to do and they produced a Leicester City from last season when they demolished Man City it, uh, Jamie Vardy's on fire, hat trick! All of a sudden, have Leicester City clicked? Are they are they the foxes of old? Yeah, three goals in in twenty minutes for
0: uh, Leicester City, and I mean, Jamie Vardy is having a party again. And uh, when him and uh, Riyad Mahrez are on form, you can uh, unplayable. You can't beat them. But you know, Pep Guardiola is getting a bit of a rude awakening in the Premier League. And then he made this weird statement about he's not a coach for tackles. And uh, you think about it, and you look at it, how they played against Leicester, you can see he needs to maybe hire a coach that can handle the tackling because they were poor. eh? You know, John Stones, 50 million. And then he played, I think, Kolarov and Bakary Sanya next to uh, to John Stones. And those two also are not known for their defensive pedigree. They're more attacking. Of course.
1: They right. barely scraped uh, results against like Burnley or
0: uh, I think in in Crystal Palace. So, uh, he's, he's got some thinking to do,
1: eh? Yeah. Well, it's a busy weekend tomorrow night or Tuesday night, I should say. Um, I've just broken the golden rule of, of uh, podcasting you by getting did, eh? yeah You've amateur done. hour here on Football Two Plus Three, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> But we have Bournemouth against Leicester. Leicester will back themselves to get all three points there. I know that their record against um, the Cherries is, is a good one at the Vitality Stadium. So, um, potentially Leicester... In confidence will be up. Yeah, So, I think Bournemouth in for a long night. Then Everton against Arsenal. Now, Everton, I believe, also have a woeful record against Arsenal. Arsenal have never lost on a Tuesday night uh, in the Premier League, <laughs> from what, I, what I've been reading. But... You might think that with Everton at the moment, Lukaku looking to find some spark, some form, that uh, they could also be on the receiving end against an Arsenal side firing at the moment.
0: Yeah, Lukaku's. uh, I mean, he got two goals at the weekend, so he'll be up for it. And uh, Everton need him to produce. I think there's an upset on this one. I got a feeling that Arsenal are going to drop points against uh, Everton. So I'm I'm backing
1: either draw. or yeah. I'm, I'm backing Everton to sneak a win. i that'll be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, Wednesday, uh, the some of the matches, especially concerning the relegation teams, Stadium of Light. Chelsea make the way to uh, the rubbish part of the northeast of England, uh, to Sunderland. Um, You've also got Swansea away to West Brom, which is not going to be easy for them. Um, And then you look at a a team like West Ham up against Burnley. It's a must win for the Hammers. Palace against Manchester United at Sellers Park. The way Manchester United eked out that 1-0 win over Spurs, you would think that they're not just going for a point. They want to try and bury Palace. Um, And then Man City need to bounce back against a Watford team that have been very unpredictable. So... um, it's it's all happening on Wednesday night just as much as there's two intriguing clashes on, on Tuesday Wednesday night there's some must win games there for some teams yeah uh, you know Sunderland they're going to find it hard you know they got beaten uh, quite comfortably by, uh, by Swansea yes. in that basement battle that's right and uh, and I, this was after we slammed uh, you know Bob Bradley
0: that he wasn't a decent manager in there. you know Swansea going to find it hard, and I think you know Chelsea will just uh, you know steamroll them. Swansea, you know, it's sort of hot and cold. Eh? Yeah. you think that they might do it, but also you they're, they're, But then again, you know, confidence confidence is going to be key. After winning, they they climbed out of the bottom, and now they're just in it because West Ham drew, yeah. which was a good result for for West Ham, and uh, you know, so Swansea will be looking at uh, you know trying to to get a win. And uh, they've got a, a star in uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson that someone, uh, guys, should be looking at at the fantasy. You know, he, I, I mostly mean, I didn't spot him earlier, but I mean, he's, he's very consistent. He gets goals, he's, you know, gets assists. So he's someone you'd want in your team. United Crystal Palace is a tricky one, eh? United, I don't think, can defend 1-0 against Palace, although they've got good attacking players like Benteke, so they, they might, and, you know, Wilfried will have a point to prove flopped at Man United, so he'll
1: want to be, you know, be out for his former club, eh? All right, so do you think we'll get a draw there at Sellers Park, or do you think are we, mm, we in for no, a I think, Palace win? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, no, I'm not going to go that way now, I'm
0: going to back my
1: boys, All right. and I think United will, will they're going to win 3-2. All right, there you have it, there you have it. Quickly on the fantasy side of things, because that's been rather interesting, I mean, um, just when you think you, you might have a uh, a sharp player. Uh, you get a Jamie Vardy who goes and blasts you 17 points. Zaha from Palace 16 points. You know mm-hmm. these guys come out of the woodwork. Kolarov City 11 points. Even a Daniels from Bournemouth 10 points. So you look at that and your man Sigurdsson of 13. Snodgrass who you did call produced a, a very handy yeah. 10. So this week mm-hmm. is a tricky one. You've got two two game days. And then the weekend's action. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to be quite clever with that transfer if you decide to use it and to see who you've got. I mean, especially if you've got Jermaine Defoe up front, Sunderland playing Chelsea, mm-hmm. Costa's on fire. Mm-hmm. You're going to back at least Costa to get a goal there. Do you drop uh, your striker from Sunderland and try and beef up in a midfielder who could get you a goal uh, that day? Who knows? It's an interesting one. Your thoughts, yeah. Mo, very quickly?
0: Yeah, look... Uh F and uh, maybe try and get someone out
1: of there, like Christian Eriksen is not bad. Yeah, Spurs Hull City. Mm. Eriksson
0: could
1: get a, a handful. He could get one. Harry Kane. He's, he
0: blows hot
1: in cold yeah. at the moment. I think he's still carrying a bit of a niggle. I don't think he's 100% either. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree with you. I think it's it's better to bolster that midfield than to, to risk a Jermaine Defoe at, uh, at home yeah. again. But then the argument could be as we wrap up Football 2 Plus 3, that if there is okay. someone who's going to nick a goal for Sunderland, it will be Jermaine Defoe. He has a fox in a box. Maybe you want to yes, you, eh? you want to gamble. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would go with your advice because somebody uh, with
0: the honey badges is uh, sitting top of the Football 2 Plus 3 head-to-head league. So you're <laughs> more of the these days.
1: Nah, it's all because uh, I I've listened than to than you. <laughs> Mo, thanks very much for your time It's has Football 2 Plus 3 don't forget to catch us on the Ginger's Perspective that's on cs 2 as well as on iTunes and cliffcentral.com check out the podcast page the show's page and look for the Ginger's Perspective all our episodes are there and uh, give, us, um, give us some love on Twitter don't be scared to um, uh, hit us up give us a mention at Football 2 Plus 3 on Twitter Mo, as always your parting words
0: As always, be champions.